You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Extent After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Extent After Show. Waiting, waiting. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You guys are going early on those. There you go. Know. There, there you go. The drums yeah. are always in my heart. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, oh, guys, happy Wednesday. <laughs> that is probably, in my opinion, the most popular and most famous science fiction theme song of all time 2001 a space odyssey playing homage of course 60s 1960s sci-fi movie to extant a very popular modern day 2000 millennial science fiction television show that was a great intro (laughs) i loved every word of that (laughs) thank you thank you i just i love that i love that theme song anyway guys Thank you for listening, for watching to this amazing extant after show featuring on After Buzz, <laughs> featuring, oh. <laughs> first of all, the most amazing co host of all time, Adrian Snow. Hello. Hello. Happy Hello, Wednesday. Hey. Hi, guys. And then also, Charlie Barons. How are you feeling today, Charlie? I'm feeling just fine. How are you feeling today, Monas? Oh, man. Bitching. Totally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sweet. Absolutely. And then, Tari Miller. How about yourself, sir? How's your day going? Oh, quite swell, sir. Excellent, excellent. And then behind the scenes, Nick Bottomley. How are you doing today, Nick? Doing great. How are you? Oh, man, <laughs> chill like a vill, chill like a vill. Anyway. <laughs> Adrian's means, just shaking her head. Yeah. He means a really cold village. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all fun, all fun, all fun, all fun. Anyway, thank you, everyone, once again for listening, for watching to Episode 6, Nightmares for extant what did you guys think of this episode today adrian we'll toss it to you yeah i thought it was i thought it was good i thought that you know they they covered a lot of stuff and kind of made up for some of the stuff that they kind of left unresolved or you know they didn't hold on to things that i thought were unnecessary like the like not having sam and molly communicate so and that kind of stuff so i i enjoyed it yeah all right, Charlie? Yeah, well, I thought it was filled with a lot of themes, family, for one. You have Sparks and Sam and Molly, Ethan, John, all having their own little family theme and undertone. Mm-hmm. That was very nice and moving. We learned that Gordon is the worst secret agent ever. <laughs> and we will get, we will we'll get, get to, that. to that. We will definitely I, get to that. That's all I'm going to say because otherwise I just start talking. <laughs> no, but no, really quick, uh, Charlie. Yeah, you know, you mentioned family, and you know that is what Spielberg. You know, who is behind this show? He is famous for that in many he of his is. movies. His big the motif, father figures. Yeah, the father figures, the theme, the family. Um, so that's that was that's excellent. You're it's right. To be expected, it is. Even. So Absolutely. I'm really not saying anything that crazy, but I'm happy to say 
and state the obvious. That's no, why I'm he's, here. He's he's keeping the Spielberg way by having that <laughs> ongoing theme in his body as a work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or right, what about you, Tari? Were you pleased? Were you entertained by this episode? Um, I was. Uh, I was telling Charlie before the show um, that I was reading an article that was saying essentially the season is broken into three acts, and so the last episode was the end of the first act, and you can really tell because all. At this point, everything is really taking off. Like, all the little seeds that they've been sowing are uh, now starting to come together, kind of like Adrian was saying, and that, like, things are just kind of starting to pay off, and you get a little bit of mystery here in addition to more answers to questions you had before. You're right, you're right. And I noticed, you're right, the speed of the episode, uh, especially this episode, was a little bit faster, and, you know, Molly was juggling a lot more characters it wasn't just molly and john it wasn't just molly and ethan i mean we have molly and john molly and ethan molly and sam and she's now juggling a whole lot more i felt Mm -hmm. you know at the beginning with molly she comes to the rescue when ethan is having not just a dream nope it's a nightmare now only one now even though this title is called nightmares he's only having one nightmare what did you think that Ethan's nightmare was about, guys. Tari, we'll, uh, we'll okay. toss it to you first. Um, well, I had originally assumed that it was about him getting taken by the agents. Because, mm. I mean, for any kid, whether you're real or not, like that's a, tra- a traumatic incident. People coming up, grabbing you, t- uh, kidnapping you, and then electrocuting you. Um, Definitely the electrocution. Yeah. 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 So that was my first assumption. I mean, we find out later that it was something else. Yeah. Um, which is even more intriguing. And you know what's really significant about this is because Ethan is not programmed to dream or have nightmares. So he's, what what I think is he's developing his own AI by himself. Right. He's becoming more machine, going to take over the... What? He's becoming what? self-aware. <laughs> more human. That's where you're going with that? <laughs> where did you think he was going with that? I knew I that's know. where he was going with it the entire time. Thank you. I don't know. When the first when they said that he's not supposed to dream, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, do androids dream of electric sheep?" <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a really nerdy reference to Blade Runner. Uh, but it was awesome. <laughs> like, it was awesome. I I was excited to see that and kind of and and realize that he is kind of advancing and and what does that mean? And just to go off of of Blade Runner, how the androids in that film, while they were kind of psychotic, I mean, at the end where what's-his-face is dying. It's so beautiful, the words that he says and the understanding that he has of humanity and just kind of hoping that maybe Ethan will get to that point where he has this kind of understanding for humanity and how that will affect him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually just... Jumping off that, mm-hmm. I think it's really amazing that he's taking on these very human attributes, which is dreaming at a, an accelerated rate. And so he's doing the basic things humans can do faster than they, the humans who created him thought he could do it. And at the same time, he's doing the most complex, like that whole Powerball thing he was making at the end with the numbers. Mm-hmm. He did that faster than John could do it. And I think that that's foreshadowing for season three. What's going to happen when his kind get too powerful? You're all about season you guys three. You just think that the androids are going to be awful. It's, yeah. You love, you can't, you can't wait until I can't wait. Until because you know why? Because it's going to be aliens versus Ethans. That's what it's <laughs> oh, going to wow. be. Yeah. I can't wait. I wrote to... that down. I thought it was that important. 
aliens versus Ethan's. Ethan is going to set up an entire kind of his people. You mean humanics? Charlie. Humanics. But humanics is what humans think they're creating. What Ethan's are is something beyond humanics. Charlie, Think about that. I know. I'll shut up. No, no. I'm just saying... (laughs) You're knocking the wind out of me, man. Like I'm, I'm speechless. That was oh, really that was beautiful. Yeah, was beautiful. you know, I should, I should really I pay wait. you before each one of these because it really, <laughs> the support I get during this show from you, absolutely, is, is worth the five dollars every time. <laughs> so, oh, boys. you know, this is a big thing. Ethan Dream is a big thing. So John obviously takes him to the lab. You know, I feel Molly really wants to be a family like Ethan you're right um Ethan really wants to stay with Molly when he's having this dream but John then is the scientist and we have to take you to the lab we have to take you to the lab get him to the lab get him to the lab Uh, I don't like that that much but he is a robot you know he is so that's what happens and obviously everyone is uh, taken aback by um Ethan having a dream and as Charlie mentioned he's Ethan's not just Dreaming, becoming more sophisticated. His mind's becoming not just more sophisticated, but also um, his mind is, you know, he's faster. He's, his reflexes are faster. You know, his intelligence level, because he's playing these, yeah, these games. Mm-hmm. And he's leaps and bounds better than he was, what, we, days before, weeks before? I don't, I mean, a very short time period. Right. Right. So, anyway... While that's going on, and we're learning more about that, uh, Molly and John devise a way to spy on Sam, don't they, Adrian? They do, yes, with uh, some of the technology they use on Ethan, which was very complicated when they were explaining it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm following what's going on. But basically, <laughs> it's this little thing in his in the android humanic's ear that can... Um, dissolve into the skin and from there it can record um, I guess what it does is that it records sound and then plays it back into his brain essentially and that's how he's able to process what he hears and so they take that technology and put it on Sam and they're able to listen in on what she's uh, talking about with Sparks so that is a great explanation back because the first time around I definitely did not. Yeah, get that. I was like, "What is this? What is he talking about?" That was very complicated explanation they had going. Yeah, yeah. too yeah. much. Ex- yeah, too much exposition. Just say it dissolves into the skin, and then from there you can. <laughs> gobbledygook. Yeah, I mean, no, there's it. Go- gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. They're in the future. Everything has to be super complicated. It's Everything true. like I essentially the 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 thing is to berate. Yep. Uh, berate the yeah. uh, audience with techno mumbo jumbo, and they'll go, "Yep, that's sci-fi." Right? I, I concur. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, whatever you said, I. I take. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel so, watching most sci-fi. Yeah, and do you, now, Charlie, did you feel, you know, that John Molly especially are reeling from, you know, the the baby issue because that's really that's still the elephant in the room. You know, where's the baby? What is this baby? What? You know, I mean, did did you feel that? You know, because you were um, at the beginning, you s- stated a big family. That is, that's really what's bringing this family together. Yeah, no, I, I, I love when I start sentences like, yeah, no, like they just discontinue. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, anyway, I think the family issue is really interesting in this episode because you have obviously Sam who is playing on Sparks' team because Sparks uses family to manip- manipulate her. You have Molly and 
uh, John reeling with the loss of the the child, what was going to be their family. And that's what they're striving to find. Meanwhile, you have Sparks, whose central motive here with his daughter, uh, I think his daughter, her dying, um, I think he replaced her with the mission. So for him, the mission is his family. So now I think you see all these motives, three different motives with a central hub of family. And I think that uh, that's going to continue to perpetuate. And when you ask, like, because we were asking during the show, like, why is Sparks such an evil bastard? But it's because it's his family. And that's what he's, this mission has become his family. So then you can see where he's coming from. Kind Hmm. of, kind of. Absolutely. And he has a creepy moving picture. I hope they in the do. future those never become a thing because it is so but, scary. You know, it's like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. it is Harry Potter. Exactly. And we, we accepted them in Harry Potter, so. And they, they did it in the first episode with the. Well, that was a little creepy. When it's someone who's dead, that's when it, I think it's a little creepy because they had that picture with Marcus and Molly in the very first one, which right. is looking back. Right. I can she, see that. So being you, you, are, you don't think that's creepy? At all. I don't because I just I I just think of Harry Potter and it was so magical in should, Hogwarts. You're right. I should go watch Harry Potter again. <laughs> I agree. I am in the wrong in this one. It's a big picture. Is definitely not. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. So then, Sorry, you're right. <laughs> pretty much, you know, Molly then has an encounter again with Krieger. Krieger. You know, he still wants to get to the bottom of his own conspiracy. And how does that all unfold, Tari? Um, sorry. No worries. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> like, I totally forgot what happened. I yeah. Um, so, all right, so. Ask it again in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Krieger, Molly. Right? Krieger, yeah, Krieger, Molly. So we have Molly and Ethan. We have Molly and John, you know, and pretty much. Molly a little bit with Sam, but, you know, the whole Molly and John and Sam trying to listen to Sam. But then we have still Molly wants to talk to Krieger. And mm-hmm. how does this all go down? I mean, does, you know, does Molly get the information, do, you know, from Krieger? Right. How does this all unfold? Because there is well, a yeah. big encounter that happens. Right. Um, well, Krieger is playing secret agent right now. Um, even better than, like, last week, Adrian and I were talking about how bad the ISEA was at being, like, secret agents. So bad. <laughs> um, but Krieger is super on top of things. Mm-hmm. Like, he follows Gordon to this uh, oxygen bar. Um, <laughs> and once he's out, he steals his fingerprints. He uh, infiltrates the ISEA. Like, he even hires this dude to, like, do a phone drop-off with Molly. Like, it is straight-up uh, James Bond stuff right there. Um, yeah. It's nuts. It, yeah, that is great. And if he hadn't have been caught, it, w- it would have been, like, perfect. But he did have some slip-ups as well. Is, so right. Like, you know. I'm still guessing in this, who is the comic relief character in this show? I'm still oh. like, is it supposed to be Krieger? Is it supposed to be <laughs> oh, uh, one of John's um, lab rats? I, I mean, thought it was supposed to be, I mean, Charlie, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, the lab rats, Julie and Charlie, kind of, well, Julie less so, but. Because yeah, sometimes I, I feel even Krieger is supposed to be the comic relief. Oh, my beard. Um, you know, kind <laughs> well, of hippity- funny moments, yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I found him quite comical, though. I just... No, I... Even and- the look of him, and he just doesn't fit. He's he's not as fit as the very fit cast. He's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I know. The guy can grow a beard in, like, one scene. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is funny. 
Yeah, but anyway, nice. Um, yeah, we find out a lot more about Agent Gordon Kern, as we said. What did you think? He goes into this oxygen. It's not really strictly oxygen. It's like an element it's, bar. It's right. Because element. you have the... Absalom. Periodic table of elements. What's mm-hmm. Absalom? I, I googled a, it. It's a it's a book in the Bible. I think the Old Testament. Really? Maybe I miss googled because I was watching the show and googling. <laughs> well, but that's what I think I came up with. I figured it was just like how the the periodic table they're all abbreviated. That it was some type of abbreviation. No, no. Here's the important question: What would your element be? To definitely gold. Is that an element? <laughs> it is. It is. Definitely it is. gold. You ju- I just showed how terrible I was at chemistry. Adrian, what would your <laughs> element be? Silver? No. <laughs> uh, your second probably helium. Uh, Hello. It's not it's a, a yeah, it's pockets. Hello. Yeah, you can get high off helium. Yep. That's what I would do. I mean, let's be honest. That's what it's for, right? It's fucking high, so helium. <laughs> so. Well, you feel like there are easier elements on the table to get high yeah, off. right? Um, let's get a periodic table out here and really figure this <laughs> right. out. All right, guys. Uh, I'm all about the neon. Yeah, neon, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mon? Right. Yeah. What about you, Tari? Um, I'd say well, well, yeah. neon, Excellent. Uh, that or uh, hydrogen. So because of, number no, one. no, 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 you're not going to. Hydrogen is dangerous. Like, well, the, you have to be careful about like, well, what is going to be damaging to me? Helium is dangerous too, though. Well, yeah, but hydrogen is more dangerous. Guys, I love this. Tangent. I live. On the <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> no, Moses. Before you Wait, move on, and answer yeah. your element. Yeah, what's your Guys, so I'm I'm kind of like that classic suicide guy, so I'll have a little taste of it all and just engulf it all and just see what happens. OD. <laughs> OD. Okay. All the elements. Oh, yeah, all of them at once. I just want to see what happens. I'm... Remind me to not party with you on yeah, weekends. Yeah, <laughs> Like, that's not... So, well, we obviously know metal because... Metal substances, okay. Well, so, and this is why... Gordon Kern is messing up. I mean, we we see he has this kind of addiction. So he's messing up, isn't he, Adrian? Yeah, you know, he's just bad at what he does. And he should be fired. And (laughs) maybe in the future you can be kind of incompetent at your job and and still maintain your job. But here in 2014, that's not how it rolls. But in any case, (laughs) he's just bad. He's just bad at his job. Yeah, Yeah. I I totally (laughs) agree. I mean, let's, like, talk about this. I actually wrote down a a little thing, like, three reasons that he's the worst secret agent ever. (laughs) Number one is his drug dealer steals his fingerprints. You know, the little Absalom peddler or whatever he was. How do you let that guy do? And then he goes back to kick, and he doesn't even effectively kick his ass. You know, he leaves him on a pile. He throws him into a pile of boxes. Safest landing ever. Terrible secret (laughs) agent. Two, when he's chasing Molly, and then all Molly has to do is call Sam. Sam calls Sparks and says, oh, we're going to this library instead. Why isn't there something going off in Gordon's brain going? Well, it does. Yeah. 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 Oh, does it? Just too late. Well, no, because he catches him, but, but he doesn't and, see him with Molly. But he catches him with, like, that little temple teaser thing at the end. Yeah. You know, it's like, that. that's the worst. Does he even kill him? No, I don't think so. Don't He's think supposed to take intention. care of that. Well, anyway, he definitely missed the James Bond audition, and so to extend, he <laughs> went. Well, there's just a lot of stuff that he does that just doesn't seem to make any sense. And then at one point, I thought, is he having regrets for some of the things that he's been doing? Because he, at the beginning, they have another... Uh, astronaut on the on the seraphim at that moment and he hasn't gone into the hallucinations yet but mm-hmm. they know it's going to come because it's right. already started to have hints of like ben the the electronic device they use going in and out mm-hmm. 
And so he asks uh, Sparks to bring the astronaut back, and Sparks refuses. But there seems to be this moment where Kern is kind of like, what we're doing is wrong, and we should be taking care of them. So maybe that's why he's so incompetent, is because he's struggling morally to do the right thing. Yeah, that would explain by that. Sparks, he really doesn't want to babysit Kern. I mean, he doesn't want to babysit anybody because... I mean, he's babysitting really Molly, I feel. he's He just does not... He's so frustrated with Kern right now because he, this is just some added minutia in the pile of garbage that keeps on piling on him. Because right now, I feel Sparks is only concerned with what's going on in this secret lab. The the secret lab with... What is our new scientist? Uh, Colder. Dr. Colder. Colder. With Dr. In, Colder. Um, yeah. Instead of warmer. So, yeah. Why, why is Sparks so fascinated with Dr. Colder, Charlie? What's going well, on Well, I mean, there? come because on. Dr. Colder looks like he walked right off of Men in Black movie set. <laughs> I think he was one of the bald guys from Fringe. I'm just putting that out oh, okay. there. Okay. Okay. That nice. could have been where I recognize him. But it's not a bald spot. It's not. He's got the Olympic rings on there. The Olympic (laughs) rings. Those are the solar panel for the sex machine. (laughs) I read that somewhere once. Um, Awkwardly moving on. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Back to Dr. Colder. He he knows how to wield a hatchet, right, Tori? Oh, yeah. Um, he went storming through that uh, that lab after taking Meehan uh, hostage. He busted up all the cameras, killed Meehan uh, straight up, and was just like, hey, guys, baby sleeping. Keep it down. <laughs> it's because, though, <laughs> it's because these rings, these, what did you call the, the rings of, what? The, the, the Olympic, Olympic rings. rings. No, before the sexual. Oh, oh it, I... It's really it was so bad that I don't think I'm gonna repeat it. Okay, I will. It's it's like that one T shirt that like everybody's favorite dad wears. It's not a bald spot, it's a solar panel for a sex machine. Well the rings looked like what that solar panel might look like. But you know, if they were a solar panel for a sex machine, he would not end up killing other scientists. I mean these rings are killing people. I mean they're controlling his mind. True. You know what? You debunked yes. that. Adrian, please talk. Yeah. We're, we're, we're derailing. Sorry, they're all about sexual panels right now. Um, <laughs> no, so, yeah, so the, the rings are basically a symbol of, the, well, one person, I forget who brought it up, but they said that it's um, a distress signal. So, oh, Crager brought that up. That it's mm-hmm. it's not like the sign, like the Olympic or sexual signal of an alien. It's basically saying that, hey, I am distressed and I need help. And that's what the alien kind of, shoots out whenever it's it's feeling alarmed. And then after it does that, it basically makes whoever has the ring either go insane or it's a sign that they're pregnant with the alien. Right. So when they see it on the back of Colder's head, that makes them it kind of jumps and links with the fact that Krager's stolen this piece of video, which explains why Colder went insane because I guess when the alien is in a group setting, so when it's not with just a lone person, um, it causes this kind of uh, animosity um, amongst all the other humans. So this brings us to Sparks' daughter, who was Mm -hmm. on a ship called the Aruna, who uh, apparently they also got possessed by the spore aliens, because they're spores. And um, when they did, it basically possessed them to go insane and kill each other and then kill themselves. And so the reason why Sparks has been so upset about this and his daughter's death is because 
when she was possessed, she was pregnant as well. But because she was with other people, they turned on everyone. So they, the other people attempted to kill her. So she sent herself off into space, which means she may not be dead. Because she did send herself off in deep space. It's true. So I'm just putting it out there. She may it's come back. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know, and also, that's yes, good these prediction. These rings were all over this episode, and finally, to um, you know, we see that Ethan. We see more of. We really don't know what this actual nightmare is, mm-hmm. but he is drawing these rings. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, it startles Molly, and yeah. he is drawing these dream. You He's know. such a good actor. Yeah. I always think about that, because, like, this thing, for a little kid to do in the creepiest way he was doing it. Ri- it it reminded scene. me of, like, Bill Paxton in Aliens. He took, like, a knife and... Oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah, enjoyed doing it. Yes. I thought he might stab her for a split second. Even though I don't think <laughs> yep. Ethan's violent yep. for a no. split yes. second, oh, I, think I thought I, he might stab Welcome I to my... No, I don't think Ethan's <laughs> He's, like, creepier than the Red Rum kid from The Shining, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's hard to do. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then also, we learn that Sparks is, you know, pretty much he's doing all of this for himself. He's doing this to, you know, get back, get in touch back with his daughter. But we don't see, we don't see really an adult version of his daughter that we saw in this video feed, we see this child. We see the child mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from the image. From the from the image. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys feel about that? Um, you all right with that? Well, yeah. I felt like it was because, uh, by all accounts, as far as we know, the last time he ever saw his daughter was that distress uh, signal that she sent out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I in my mind, I imagined he wants to remember her in the most pure way, not the way that she was before she like just essentially killed herself and her crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like him dwelling on that innocent portion of her as opposed to like the adult super duper dead version. And the alien kind of shows you what it is you want to see. So if, you know, he had, he had that picture in his office, the moving picture of her with the balloon, and I think it kind of just reaches out for whatever is going to make it easy for the alien to access you. And I also th- thought I was just doing it out of courtesy which is which is odd because it doesn't seem like a very courteous being, but it didn't do anything else to him. It just showed him and then right. it disappeared. And this this wasn't this wasn't the baby. This was just an um, he was just having a hallucination. He was just well, having his well, like own. It is dream. the baby. Yeah, it's, it's implied that the baby, the baby gives is, him the hallucinations okay. of people yeah. they love who've died. That's uh-huh. that's a really good point, uh, Adrian. Because um, the the alien almost sees Sparks as like the master in the sense that like. He'll give him what he wants because he knows Sparks is allowing him to be alive. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't, but you know what? If I were an alien, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, I could kill you whenever I want it. So I think it was more of a, like, a kind thing. You don't seem like do. a very nice alien if you were an alien. What? Whoa, <laughs> whoa. That, that, was a, that was a low no, blow. She was saying if I were an alien, I'd kill him if he wanted. Well, no, I didn't say yeah, that. I said if not? I were an alien, I would know that I could kill him if I wanted to. So I don't feel like... He has any dominance over me. Okay. Because I'm a baller alien. You know what? I bam a ram, Rufio. Not a but a baller alien. (laughs) Anyways. Excellent, excellent. So, yes, and also, so we really get to know a lot about Kern. We get to know a whole lot about Sparks. And then, meanwhile, Molly finds out that all she was was a host for this baby. That's, Mm -hmm. That's really 
what, you know, she, by eavesdropping on pretty much all of Sparks' conversations, you know, tying Sparks into all this, you know, and getting the family involved because John is right there by Molly's side when this is all revealed. Yeah, she was just a host. And probably, I mean, I felt that even Sparks' own daughter was just a host in a way. I don't... Did, did you feel that? I mean, we, I... we see the rings. We see these rings, and that's why I don't understand why Sparks really cares so much about his own daughter because, she, you know, she was a host to these rings. Well, I don't think that she was sent up there for the sole purpose. I think they were the first encounter. Okay. And then go, moving forward, he became involved because it's like uh, Yasumoto said, he didn't want to make her... Uh, her death in vain, like he wanted to make her sacrifice mean something. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So everything going forward was essentially to recreate it, but like that was the first time it had ever happened, as far as I can understand. Mm-hmm. So, oh. yeah. Well, no, they, they did mention how the Aruna mission was happening the same time as uh, Krieger's Seraphim right. mission. Mm-hmm. So I think what they, what they learned from that, because um, Krieger had the same reaction, but didn't, you know, kill himself. Was that okay? Well, maybe we can't send up group missions, but we can still use the Seraphim and see if the same thing will happen and what will happen if we do send up a female. Right. Even though they didn't know she was, you know, unable to have children, so there's there's still stuff that they can touch on with that. Right. Excellent. Definitely. So meanwhile, while this is all going on, Julie has some time with a new character named Odin, doesn't she, Adrian? <laughs> yes. Odin. <laughs> Odin, of all names. Odin. Odin. The soldier who lost his arm in the war. How convenient that he runs into the girl who lost her legs. It was kind of like, wow. You're gonna, no, First off, nobody names anyone Odin unless they come from Thor's land, okay? It's not, now, from now it's on, it's going to be the next most popular boy's name. I it guarantee better not it. Be. Um, <laughs> it just seemed very convenient. So she meets this guy when she's kickboxing, even though he says she has great technique, she doesn't. And um, <laughs> wow, I kickboxed. I was like, no, nah, the girl, that's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but it, it seemed very convenient how it all happened. And then when he. She offers to help him with his arm because I guess when they have prosthetic arms, they can make a sound from time to time. And so he goes back to the lab, and it just all seemed very convenient and set up. Did uh, anyone else feel that way? A little bit. Like, I got a weird feeling from him, like, especially when he was talking to Ethan. Yeah. It seemed like he was there for the specific purpose of trying to infiltrate this lab and see what's going on in there. Yeah. Wow. But I now feel... That... I feel oh, sorry. What, what no, go, go for it. I feel, in general, though... Everything is a little too convenient for this entire show. I mean, mm. even even the dialogue, especially I noticed this episode, dialogue just does not flow naturally. It's not sped up. I feel when all of the characters are talking to one another, there's like a little breath, like a little, just a, like a pause before, you know, every person is, you know, every exchange. Yeah, the dialogue um, is horrible. Yeah, the dialogue is horrible. <laughs> the I mean, translation. Horrible. Yes, exactly. I mean, and then. And then there's always the cliffhanger with, what was it? Who was it? Where was I? How did that? But you said you liked that because it <laughs> now, was like this whole 50 yeah, you style. Yeah, you were I'm going. I was I'm, like, I'm, it's I'm, bad. I'm going. I was annoyed by it this episode. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Fair I, enough. I tried to, I tried to support it and now, 
just does not seem natural. Like, I don't like dialogue that's too fast, and I don't like dialogue that's really too slow. It's okay to just be natural. Yeah. Just right. Guys, they're acting. They're, you know. No, what? Acting. No. Like, Whoa, old stop. Shakespearean. I am offended. Like, <laughs> Captain Kirk. That's. Acting. That's not <laughs> what acting is. That's called schmacting. Yeah. Well, guys, <laughs> before term. we go on and talk about the entire season three that Charlie really wants, how about we just predict yeah. next week's episode, guys? And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Tari Miller, let's start with you. What's going to happen All next right. week's episode? Next week's episode. Um... I think that we're going to spend some more time with the new dynamic duo of Molly Sam trying to, uh, mm. you know, uh, put a, put the wool over the eyes of the ISEA, uh, which I'm looking forward to. I think that'll be a fun little thing. Um, I'm really hoping that we, like, I, I hope we move it for, forward with this baby stuff. Like, I, I want him to grow up. I want, like, in the previews, uh, they had made it seem like the the Doctor Colder character was like an agent from the from like the aliens, mm-hmm. but he happened to just be kind of like possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want I want more time with that. I mean, when they had shown the original distress signal, it, all the of the circles and stuff, it looked like you know um, cells kind of splitting off. And so I want. I want the answers. I think that that's my prediction. They're going to give us all the answers, or they better give us all the answers. Oh, next will week. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Charlie Barons. What about you? What do you think? Okay, going to happen? not in, season three. In, not, right, right. In next week's two-hour long episode, oh, yeah. I think yeah, there's two hours yeah. of things to happen. I think Ethan will continue playing crazy intense video games and being <laughs> awesome at them. I think Molly is going to get into the alien room with John, and I think Alan Sparks is going to confront them there and pull out the gun, as we saw in the preview, and try to shoot her. But before he can, our boy Gordon finally mans up and kills Sparks. (laughs) And then, left with the idea of what to do with this alien, John and Molly say... Let's keep it around and see what happens. And then season three, I know you said I couldn't, but I'm going to anyway. It's going to be Aliens versus Ethan's. Boom. And then, sorry, I had to make that reference. Uh, Adrian, Adrian, on that note, because Charlie always takes the wind out of me with his season three predictions, go ahead. Well, yes, I do think that Molly will have a moment with the alien um, baby. But I do think... Um, what we're going to see is actually something happen with with the, the the baby. So maybe it, by the end of the two-hour show, it will have grown into a certain moment. And the very last thing you see is the baby coming out and or the five-year-old or however old he's going to be coming out and kind of surveying what's going on. So I think they're going to touch down more on, on the actual alien and, and what the point of him is or so, her is. So we all agree then, yeah, the baby is going to be a prime. Yeah. Gosh darn, better be. (laughs) He's going to hatch. He's going to hatch. But now, for me, I feel, though, this episode and many other episodes, we are forgetting, or I mean, Extant wants us to forget the puppet master in this all, Yasumoto. I mean, really, they make it it seem as if Sparks is in charge, but really, Sparks is just a yes-man. He really is just a yes-man. He's reporting to 
the uh, Yasumoto. And I feel, yes, we're going to see the baby. Yasumoto is going to come in and just snatch that baby away from everyone because that's whatever Yasumoto wants with the baby. It's because this whole thing is really mm-hmm. it's finance. Yeah, yeah, it's all for him. Mm-hmm. And he is the puppet master of this all. I mean, this whole entire thing. Yeah. Well, that being said, let's do some plugs. Adrian Snow, we'll start with you. Yes. Where can all of the people out there in the world find Hello, you? Everyone. You Hello. can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. Charlie, where can everyone mm-hmm. find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Charlie Barons. Very creative. Oh, it's just at Charlie Barons, not very creative. <laughs> Tari <laughs> Miller. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. Excellent, excellent. You can find me, Monis Rose, on Twitter at Rest Fiction. That stands for restaurantfiction.com. And also iTunes. Listen to the podcast Restaurant Fiction. And Nick Bottomley, behind the scenes, where can all of the people out there find you? You can find me at Nick DeBot. Uh, that is my Twitter handle. Excellent. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you, guys. Keep it real, keep it fresh, and always keep on the flip side. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.